Welcome to the Simple Online Business Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Siffring. I'm a business coach and agency owner, and each week I'll be here to share simple, doable steps you can take to build a profitable and sustainable online business. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. All right. This week, we are going to be talking about business plans. And I have so many thoughts about business plans. And I I feel like this has been like an up and down basically the whole time I've been a business coach. But I am really happy to be sharing some of these thoughts with you. I think this is going to be so helpful to those of you who are either stressing out about needing a business plan, what needs to be on there, or those of you who feel really confused, really lost about how to utilize a business plan, and like maybe everything in between. So first of all, I want to say this. I always see business plans presented as this thing that you must have, that you totally need to have. And I think that there's so many of us who get into business and maybe don't know tons about business. So you're just out there looking for like, what do I need? How do I do this? And you're hearing from people, you need a business plan. So then you are looking up business plan template online and it is really elaborate and really complicated. And I think for most people, if you did that and looked at it, it would make you question starting a business because it would be very overwhelming, the list of things on there, and not even knowing how to answer some of those questions. So it's not necessarily a need to have that type of a business plan, but having some kind of a business plan and answering some of the questions that you want to answer on a business plan is something that's really important. So here's something that I want you to be thinking about in your business beyond just the topic of business plans even. This is something that I want you to always come back to anytime you hear anything that is a need or you feel like is a should that you think that you have to be doing in your business, I want you to look at what is the purpose of this? Why do I need it? And the answer is not because somebody told me I need it. That's not a good enough answer. We need to know why does that person think that you need to do it? Why is it important? And then what is the purpose of it for you? Why is it important for you? Because there's plenty of things that are important in other people's businesses that may not be important in your business. They may not be essential for you in the same way that they are for other people. So we don't want you doing busy work. We don't want you just doing the thing that you're supposed to do because you heard you're supposed to do it. We want you doing useful work. We want you doing things that make sense and have a purpose. The people that I work with have a lot going on in their lives. They have children. They may have other jobs. They may have volunteer roles. They may have pets they're taking care of. They may have vacations they want to go on. They have other relationships that they're maintaining in their life. They may be in school. 
They may have chronic illness. Like basically everyone I work with has other stuff going on besides their business. Actually, everyone, literally everyone has other things going on because you're a human with a life, right? You don't have time to just waste doing things for no reason in your business. But a lot of times you get sucked into that because somebody said it was really important and you had to do it. Here's your official permission to question that. Even if the person who said you should do it is me, you should still question it and make sure that there's a purpose for doing it beyond just me telling you to do it. So don't do busy work. Do useful work. Know why you're doing something and know the purpose of that thing for you and for your business. So when we think about business plans and think about that lengthy template that I talked to you about that you could go find on Google, those actually are important if you are somebody who is seeking a business loan or some investors for your business. The people who are going to give you money to start your business are going to want to see a pretty elaborate business plan. And you can search for that online. Like I said, it's going to require a lot of information. It requires you know, some very specific stuff. So if that is you, for sure, find that template on Google and have at it, right? Fill in all those blanks, figure that out. But for a lot of us with online business, whether you are just getting it started or it's been going for a little while, you don't need all of that stuff. So the purpose of having a business plan for you is really more about answering the question, how am I going to make this business work? What is my goal? How am I going to achieve that goal? How do I know I can achieve that goal? Those types of things are what we're answering on a business plan that's going to be useful for an online business with fairly low startup costs that's not needing a loan or investors that are going to require a really lengthy business plan. So here's some things that you may want to think about as you are going through creating a business plan that's going to be simple but also really useful to you. You want to set a goal. You want to be thinking about what am I working towards? So many people start a business and don't really know what they're working towards. It's kind of like this attitude of, well, I'm going to just start this and see what happens and hope for the best. That isn't necessarily going to lead somewhere amazing. Sometimes it does. Sometimes people are absolutely shocked at what they and their business are capable of, and they had no idea until they just got in there and suddenly it worked. Bless you. If that is you, that has not been my story. (laughs) That has not been the story for a lot of my clients, but that's not wrong. If that's how it worked for you, that's awesome, right? Like, We don't want to be doing unnecessary work. So if you didn't need to set the goal and create the intentional plan to make things work, awesome. But for those of us who need to do those things, you want to set that goal. You want to know, what is it that I'm trying to create? What am I working towards here? What's the intention that I have for this business? And then you want to start to think about how 
am I going to do that? What is that going to look like? So part of this is a bit of market research. It's really important for you to know who is this offer right for? Who is this product for? Who am I trying to reach? Like, who is my person? And I see a lot of things out there. I need to do an episode about this, but I see so many things out there that are about ideal client avatar, that are like, what grocery store do they shop at? What shoes do they wear? What car do they drive? And I don't think that you need that level of detail of understanding of your person, but there are some basic things that you do want to know about them. It's just going to make your life so much easier if you have a sense of who is this person instead of it just being like, everyone is my person. The world is my ideal client. That actually is going to make it harder for you than if you have more of a defined person. And that can be super specific. That could be more broad, more vague. Sometimes I think if it's not really like a demographic type thing, like business owners or something like that, it can be a experience that person is having or like a feeling that they are experiencing, that kind of thing. You can kind of think outside the box when you're thinking about who your person is and how they would know that they're the right person to work with you. Maybe that's a good question for you to think about if you've kind of been feeling unclear about who your person is. How would they know that they're right for you? And another good question here is, who's not right? Who is this not for? And if you find yourself struggling to answer that question, that is a sign that maybe you need to narrow down a bit more. That is a sign that maybe you're trying to do the the world is my ideal client situation that, like I said, I don't really recommend because it's going to make your life harder. All right. This is going to be a little controversial, but (laughs) part of the research that you want to do when you're thinking about your business and your action plan, your business plan, and the viability of your business is a little research into your competitors. You need to make sure that you're really in the right frame of mind to do this kind of research because for some of us, looking at our competitors is going to hurt our feelings a bit. And we are going to compare ourselves. We are going to notice all the ways that we come up short in comparison to them. We are going to look at competitors who are more successful than us and think, I could never be that successful. And I have to change all of these things about myself to be as successful as that person. This is not what we want to do. This is not what looking at your competitor is all about. And looking at your competitors is also not about signing up for their email list, looking at their entire funnel, and then copying it. Like, no, don't do that. No. Looking at your competitors is about understanding what is working. That's helpful. Like, what are the norms in my industry? What are the things that are working? And then also kind of trying to sniff out what are the things that maybe everyone is doing or not doing that I could do differently? How could I stand out? This, I think, is something that we all need to be giving much more thought to. Particularly as women, I think that we tend to 
look at competitors and play that negative comparison game. So thinking about all the ways that we're not as good as that other person. What I'd like to challenge you to do is play the different comparison game of what do I bring that that person doesn't? Or what do I bring that I don't see anyone else bringing? What do I believe that no one else is saying? What value do I bring and add that other people aren't? What perspective can I offer that I don't see other people having? Those types of things are really going to help you differentiate yourself in your industry. And if you're looking at an industry where there's lots of other people who are successful doing it, that's great because that's telling you this is a viable business. But then we're going to have to really work to differentiate you, right? So it's a great sign if other people are making money doing the thing that you want to do. That is telling us this works. People want this thing. They will pay for this thing. But you as a brand new person breaking into that industry need to make sure that you're differentiating yourself, that you're going to be able to stand out from the other people who are already there. So you want to think about what is the different value, the additional value, the unique value that I bring, that my product brings, that my offer brings, that isn't already there. And this might be hard. This might be a challenge. You might want to shut down and say, nothing, I'm not unique at all. I shouldn't do this. I'm not cut out for this. Like that's probably what some of your brains are going to offer up. My brain offers that kind of stuff up sometimes. But I want you to work past that. I want you to be like, yeah, okay, that's understandable that you feel that way, but also like you have to answer the question. <laughs> so, what is the thing that's unique about you in comparison to these other people? What is the thing that is new, fresh, different? that you are bringing to the table that's not already there. Because we need to understand why would somebody hire you instead of these other people? And I feel like that does feel like kind of a mean question or like aggressive question, but I don't mean it in that way. I mean this in like a genuine way. I want you to answer, why would somebody hire you instead of the other people who do the thing that you do or offer what you offer? If you don't know the answer to that, you are not probably going to be signing a lot of clients and making a lot of money. That is just going to stand in the way for you if you're not willing to figure out why somebody would hire you instead of someone else. How can you expect a potential client? to understand that and come up with that answer. If you can't, you know yourself better than that person does, right? So build up your self-esteem a bit and look for what those things are. What are those things about you that are going to make people want to hire you instead? And when you're first starting out, truly one of the main things I think in this category is that you can be the person that they know. So it, let's give like a really random example that is probably not true of you. Let's say that you're a plumber in your town and there is somebody in your neighborhood, like your next door neighbor, who is 
needing to hire a plumber and they know you and then they also are aware of all of the other plumbers that they could find on Google. They are more likely to hire you if you've already got a relationship, a friendship, nice rapport, you talk to each other when you go get the mail, you you know hang out at the block party or whatever it is. They already have this knowledge of you, relationship with you, trust with you. So they're going to call you to come fix their leaky sink instead of reaching out to some random person on Google. This is true in your business. So this can be a huge differentiator at the beginning of your business. This is a huge advantage you have over people who maybe don't have the time to be out there networking and building relationships. A lot of times as your business grows, you get really busy and it's harder to do that. So if you're at the beginning, you have a real advantage of time to be able to go and really build relationships and get to know people. So anyway, come back to this question. Why you? Why would they hire you instead of someone else? Then you really want to be thinking through the steps to achieve your goal. You want to think about the marketing that you're going to need to do. You want to think about the client journey. Like, how are people finding out about you? How are they finding out about your offer? How are you inviting them to take the next step? Once you've invited them to work with you, then what? You want to have all of those pieces ready. You don't want to wait until somebody says, Yeah, actually, I'd love to hear more about working with you. Because When you hear that and you don't have anything set up, you haven't decided what you're going to charge, you don't have any of your client onboarding stuff like an agreement or invoice, like that is not setting up your business, right? If you haven't done that stuff in advance of telling people that you have a business, go do that. Go get those things set up. This is not a wait and see kind of thing. Like imagine if you were going to open up a donut shop And instead of investing in the shop or flour, sugar, all the other ingredients, you just wandered around being like, hey, do you want donuts? But you don't have donuts. Like that's not strange. Like if you're starting a business, start the business and then invite people in. So you want to make sure that all of those things are outlined and you really are clear about what are the things that I'm going to be doing to achieve my goal? What are all the pieces that need to be in place? And then what are the action steps that I'm going to be taking to be able to get these clients? This is going to allow you to focus on taking really purposeful action. So once again, going back to that idea of not doing busy work, but doing useful work, you want to make sure that anything that's on your plan for growing your business and achieving your goal has purpose. We don't want to be sending an email to nobody, right? That that doesn't have purpose. We don't want to be posting on Instagram to nobody. That doesn't have a purpose. We want to make sure that the things that you're doing have purpose and that you know why you are doing them and how that is going to help you achieve your goal. So anything that you want to put on that list, 
This is what you need to question. Why am I doing this? How is this going to help me achieve my goal? And if that's something that you're unsure about, that's okay. That's normal. Like, I don't think most people learn how to grow a business, how to market a business in school, unless you studied business and marketing. And I did. And I'll tell you, a lot of the things that I learned in the early 2000s are out of date now. (laughs) They are not super relevant to the kind of business that I have because the entire industry of online business and online business services is pretty much completely new and did not exist when I was in high school, in college, studying all of this stuff. It's new. So if you don't know how to do it, understandable, makes sense. Nobody taught you how. So I want to invite you to join me in creating an actual business plan. So I do this event called Design every single year. This year is going to be the seventh annual design, which is amazing, And what I do during this week is we take five days together where I send you a worksheet each day and then we meet on a Facebook Live in a private group and I walk you through the worksheet. And we start off with an evaluation of where you are right now and how this past year has gone and really reflecting, learning, celebrating. And even if you don't have a business yet, There will still be things that we will work on on that first day. I think that this is the step that a lot of people miss out on when they are planning and setting goals, that they are only looking forward and they don't look back at all. But there's some really valuable stuff to be learned from what you have done before that can carry forward and really inform your plan about what you're going to do in the future. So that's step one. And then throughout the rest of the week, we talk about setting a goal. And I offer a lot of coaching on goal setting, a lot of drama around goals. So if you feel some goal drama, you're not alone. We talk about the mindset work that you need to do to believe in your goal. We talk about the obstacles that are in your way that we need to solve. A lot of people, when they're setting a goal, will write off the goal before they even set it because they're like, well, I can't do that because of this, this, and this. So I'm going to help you list off what all of those obstacles are and then solve them. And then we're going to create your action plan. And this is particularly valuable for those of you who feel like, wow, I don't even know how to do this. I'm going to walk you through the steps of the client pipeline and help you to really understand what are the pieces that need to be in place? How do I bring someone in? And there's a lot of Q&A during all of these. You bring your worksheet and we are literally going through it together. So this is happening December 4th through 8th and you can register now. So go to design2024.com, D-E-S-I-G-N, 2024.com and register. This event is totally free. Like I said, I've been doing it for seven years 
and people always rave about it. They say that it changed their business. They say that they have achieved goals they wouldn't have otherwise. This has been really transformational for hundreds of business owners, and it will be for you too. So come join me for Design 2024. If you loved this episode, I'd appreciate it so much if you rated and reviewed the podcast and shared it with other business owners who you think would like it too. And if you'd like to get more business advice and tips from me, come join me in my free Facebook group, Online Business Building Women. 